Well, welcome everyone to episode number four of 100 Breaths, the podcast. The podcast, it's not about me, but it's about you and everything around us. It's about open, raw and empowered conversations that can help everyday people to learn techniques to deal with the challenges of everyday life. So what have we got in store for you today? Well, episode number four, well, today it's about ducks. Yep, you heard me right, ducks. So where do these ducks come into play? Well, here's a prelude for you. One of my go-to spiritual teachers over the year has been a gentleman by the name of Eckhart Tolle. Now, I'm sure that quite a few of our listeners have heard of Eckhart. He's got quite a unique style about him, but he's got some very succinct messages and I've read his books and I watch a lot of him on YouTube and use him as a referential point quite often. Now, within one of his books, A New Earth, he shares his observations of when two ducks get into a fight and how the ducks would behave if it had a human mind. So I thought I would share this with you and explore the reality of the myth of his thoughts. So let's dive in. Now, I'm just going to read the excerpt from the book and the book, A New Earth, and I'm going to read with you his duck with a human mind. Now, in the power of now, I mentioned my observations that after two ducks get into a fight, which never lasts long, they will separate and float off in opposite directions. Then each duck will flap its wings vigorously a few times, thus releasing the surplus energy that build up during the fight. After they flap their wings, they float on peacefully as if nothing ever happened. Now, if the duck had a human mind, it would keep the fight alive by thinking, by story making. This would probably be the duck story. I don't believe what he just did. He came to within five inches of me. He thinks he owns this pond. He has no consideration for my private space. I'll never trust him again. Next time he'll try something else just to annoy me. I'm sure he's plotting something already, but I'm not going to stand for this. I'll teach him a lesson he won't forget. And on and on the mind spins its tail, still thinking and talking about it days, months or years later. Now, I'm sure that some of our listeners are sitting there thinking, yeah, yeah I know exactly what he's talking about there. God, yeah. As far as the body is concerned, the fight is still continuing. And the energy it generates in in response to all those thoughts is emotion, which in turn generates more thinking. This becomes the emotional thinking of the ego. You can see how problematic the duck's life would become if it had a human mind. But this is how most humans live all the time. No situation or event is ever really finished. The mind and the mind made me and my story keep it going. We are a species that has lost its way. Everything natural, every flower or tree, and every animal have important lessons to teach us if we would only stop, look, and listen. Our duck's lesson is this. Flap your wings, which translate as let go of the story and turn to the only place of power, the present moment. Now, how powerful is that little excerpt from the book A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Who's sitting back there thinking, yeah, I can just imagine myself as being that duck with a human mind and I'm hanging on to things days, weeks or even years later. Now, for some people, that could be decades later. 
So how much of their life have they just allowed to be chewed up by hanging on? And here's another little story I'd like to share with you. And it's from the same book. And it's called Carrying the Past. And the inability or rather unwillingness of the human mind to let go of the past is beautifully illustrated in the story of two Zen monks, Tenzin and Akito, who were walking along a country road that had become extremely muddy after heavy rains. Near a village, they came upon a young woman who was trying to cross the road, but the mud was so deep it would have ruined the silk kimono she was wearing. Tanzan at once picked her up and carried her to the other side. The monks walked on in silence. Five hours later, as they were approaching the lodging temple, Akito couldn't restrain himself any longer. Why did you carry that girl across the road, he asked. We monks are not supposed to do things like that. I put the girl down hours ago, said Tanzan. Are you still carrying her? Now imagine what life would be like for someone who lived like Akito all the time, unable or unwilling to let go internally of situations, accumulating more and more stuff inside. And you get a sense of what life is like for the majority of people on our planet. What a heavy burden of past they carry around with them in their minds. Now, we can learn to break the habit of accumulating and perpetuating old emotion by flapping our wings, metaphorically speaking, and reframe from mentally dwelling on the past, regardless of whether some, something happened yesterday or 30 years ago. We can learn not to keep situations or events alive in our minds, but to return our attention continuously to the pristine, timeless present moment rather than be caught up in mental moving-making. Our very presence then becomes our identity rather than our thoughts and emotions. Let me just reread that line. Our very presence then becomes our identity rather than our thoughts and emotions. And nothing ever happened in the past that can prevent you from being present right now. And if the past cannot prevent you from being present now, what power does it have? So there you go, you're sitting there thinking back and going, what have I been hanging on to? What have I been carrying? What can I change? And believe me, I've had lots of experiences in my life as well where I've carried and hung on to stuff. And let me ask you if you can just relate to it from an emotional perspective or from what they call a disease. Now, if you break the word disease down into two and you call it dis-ease, so it creates this dis-ease within your body, within your thinking, within your nervous system. And there's a lot of medical research that's going on now that's proving that the mind is capable of repairing disease or disease. Now, we'll explore that in some other podcasts, but I just thought today sharing that little couple of excerpts with you from Eckhart Tolle on The Duck with the Human Mind and also his Carrying the Past were two powerful lessons that we can learn and can help us just drop the weight. Drop that weight off your shoulders and lean into what's happening for you right now. Have presence in the present. Slow your thinking down 
And as we've explored before, sometimes don't even think. Now, I've got a special little treat here today as well. I've got a little special guest in the studio that's just been with me as we've gone through that first eight minutes of today's podcast. And I'm going to introduce a little guest speaker. Now, this guest speaker has been hanging around me for probably way too long. But uh, her name is Jenny. Now, Jenny is a wife and mother of three teenagers. And Jenny's worked with me for the last decade. So we've been through a lot together, a lot of learnings that we've come through from many, many years ago. And Jenny recently attended one of the workshops where I was invited as a guest speaker. And I think I shared with you um, some of the things that uh, I shared during that workshop with these ladies that were in attendance at the Fine Flow workshop. And I just thought I'd get Jenny in. And I said to Jen when she came to work, I said, Jen, I'm going to um, get you on a podcast. And she said, oh, okay, um, when? And I said, in about an hour. So how did you respond to that, Jen? Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> not good. I was a bit, yeah, taken aback, but that's okay. <laughs> so we threw her in the deep end. Big time. And here you are. Yes, here I am. On the other side with the headphones on and speaking into a microphone going, I didn't come, to, I didn't sign up for this today, didn't boss. didn't sign up for this today, no. <laughs> Very unfamiliar, but that's okay. But step outside. What do you got to do with unfamiliar hour, blah, 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 that word? Yes. You know? Sometimes you just got to say, well, you know what? Let's just get on with it and see what it delivers. So, so thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have you been following 100 Breaths? I have been, yes. And what's your feedback? I'm enjoying them. A lot of the stuff I have heard do talk about, but no, it's really good to just go back and reflect and listen. Yeah, sometimes a little bit of quiet reflection is really good. Um, I play them over and over in the car because then it just boosts up the amount of downloads we've had. So I, I might be cheating the system. Good for the ego. Yeah, maybe you could do that for us as well. <laughs> Let's get the numbers up. But anyway, I thought I'd get Jenny and we're just going to, I just want to get from Jenny some of her experiences from that Fine Flow workshop that she attended. So Jen, I'd just like to ask you, when you registered for that workshop, what were you expecting when I registered, I really didn't know what I was expecting because it's something very foreign that I've never really done before. Um, sort of my first instance was it was just going to be, you know, learning healthy eating, health, healthy lifestyle, um, meeting few people and more so just a weekend away from their family. So you thought it might have been a girl's getaway for a vino weekend? Yes, and it was very different to that. It was actually quite refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. So what were some of the key takeaways you took from that weekend? A massive key takeaway was, you know, making time for myself um, and not feeling guilty about doing that actually, um, spending time talking to different people from all walks of life and just learning learning about myself. Probably the biggest thing was, yeah, just taking that time to learn about me. And what were some of the subjects that were covered uh, some of the subjects that we covered were, yeah, taking the time, um, you know, setting your own space, um, you know, getting out in nature, cutting back on all the, you know, parts of life that we really don't need in our lives, you know, thinking about, um, you know, letting go of the past, what you just said before, um, you know, putting good food in your body, getting enough rest, just really, really focusing on being the best person that you can be. And I know that from the time that we've had since then, and you shared with me that from 
the hour that I had there with you girls, that one of your biggest takeaways from that was the four agreements. Yes. And how did you apply that when you got home? As soon as I got home, actually, that was the first thing that went up onto the fridge. Still there today. Um, And I guess every time I'm at the fridge, I do read over them, but more so when the kids have an issue or they come to me with something, I do direct them to that to have a look, which is, I think the biggest one is, you know, don't make assumptions in life, which is something that we're all guilty of. Um, And also taking ownership, taking responsibility, you know, just really resonating with everything that's on there and I'm always referring back to it. And the kids? Uh, At first they thought I was stupid, you know, laughed at me and thought, what's this rubbish that you're putting up there? But I think the more that I'm drumming it into them, the more they actually sit back now and really think about each message that's on there. Well, it's a great opportunity for them, isn't it, as teenagers especially. Um, we know probably as a parent it's, it's difficult to, to pass these learnings on to our kids at, at different stages in life. Yes. But if you can give them some simple reflections and especially around that one of, you know, um, don't take things personally and then also don't make assumptions. So with the assumptions, the best way to clear up assumptions is to just continue to ask more questions. That's right, yes. So if they can ask questions and mm. now whether or not they're going to get the truth or not from the other person, well, that's another reality. Or I find the biggest one with the assumptions is social media. They're taking everything out of context and always just make an assumption before they really know what the other person's talking about. Yeah, so... Now, that can play a big part emotionally and mentally on, the, on their well-being, can't it? Absolutely, yes. I think um, we can see them when they, they, they take these assumptions, they feel it's pointed at them, and then before we know it, we've got teenagers in meltdown mode. Yes, yes, and then that's my job then to try and, you know, get them out of it. But at the end of the day, they have to then get themselves out of it. Yeah, the, the opportunity is there for them to learn, isn't it? Yes. Uh, for them to learn and to grow because we can overprotect them as well. Yes. So we, we've, we're trying to find that balance of overprotecting versus having them with a learning and a lesson because it's everything in life is, life is a lesson. There's lessons every day. We, we've even, we learn them every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's probably something that for me is just I'm more than at ease with because I don't look at things as mistakes. I just look at it as another lesson and we keep learning the lesson until we can move on to the next lesson. Next lesson, exactly. Well, that's pretty cool. So now what else did you take from that workshop? Um, the other thing was um, yeah, living in the moment. Don't dwell on things that have happened before. Um, as I said, you know, mind is always working. My, my mind is um, trying to fix everything for everyone. So it's basically pulling myself back in and actually just focusing on what I'm doing now. Um, not what happened yesterday, not what's going to happen tomorrow, where I've got to be. Um, and also um, your answer to gifts, which is the same thing, you know, just thinking about what I have and what I've had for the day rather than what I didn't get done or what I don't have. Yeah, that's a pretty powerful one, isn't it? And I think we had a lot of uh, a lot of fun with some of the um, pictures that I was putting up on that and we had some great feedback from the girls when I was explaining the ANTS to GIFs and the ANTS to GIFs is the two acronyms and the ANTS means for, stands for another negative thought shows and the GIFs means gratitude in friggin' things small because everything starts as a small gratitude. So this normally shows up when you hit the pillow of a night and you start thinking, well, how terrible was my day? Yes. <laughs> what didn't I get done? What have I got to do tomorrow? What have I got to face? You know, yeah. Constant thoughts. 
and then to be able to turn that around and think, hang on. What did I get done today? <laughs> Thinking of the positive things and, yeah, actually realising that it isn't as bad as what you think and you can actually go to sleep. You can go to sleep. Well, there you go. So we've learned a lot from that. So there you have it. We've, the mammal spoken for the fourth time on 100 Breaths and we've had a guest speaker that didn't even know she was going to be a guest speaker today. Special. So thanks for that, Jen. Thank you for having me. So it was good that you didn't have to have that preparation because you would have went to bed thinking, what's he going to ask me? What am I going to say? Yeah, I wouldn't have slept tonight. Or you could have said, how grateful can I be to think that I've got an opportunity to be able to share a couple of things with our hundreds of listeners out there. Exactly. And very privileged. Very privileged. And we can pass this message on because that's the whole idea of the podcast is to just share what we can as life experiences. And as for Jenny, um, wife, mother of three teenage children, and then recently they added Champ to the mix. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Champ? He's our beautiful Labrador puppy or Labradoodle, I should say, uh, who we come along quite unexpectedly as his guardian uh, for him to breed. But then the poor little fella had some issues with his front paws. So in the end, uh, they released him from the program. We now have this beautiful dog who is not so small anymore. Um, He's a bit of a baby calf, I think. But, yeah, a beautiful addition to our family and, yeah, makes the family unit a lot closer and stronger, I think. He's really brought everyone together. Yeah, well, dogs can do that for us, can't they? Nice. And I was they're, never a dog person, so <laughs> it changed me dramatically. There you go. They're very much a leveller. I know Well, Jenny mm. sees the interactions that I have with our mm. two huskies here and um, they certainly do bring you back to the present moment because that is all they know. That's exactly it. <laughs> okay, so there you have it, everyone. The Mammals Murmured for the fourth episode of 100 Breaths and... If you enjoyed this episode, please share. And if you have a story to tell or someone you feel would make a great guest speaker, we would love to hear from you. Contact details are available in the episode description. Let's get this machine cranking and supporting each other along the way. So for me, it's bye for now and thanks for listening in. Until next time, remember, who are you breathing for today and why? And we're not here to become world famous. We just want to make a world-famous difference. Thanks for listening.